people play checkers or chess anymore? I'm assuming that they do. I used to play chess a lot. I played this guy. <laughs> he would beat me in four moves. The game was over. Good match. See ya. I mean, before I even sat down, I lost. And what was your favorite piece playing chess? Hmm. For instance, they have the bishop. And the bishop I wasn't crazy about because the bishop wore that long dress. I mean, how could he fight and battle and win? Eh, I don't like the bishops. Uh, my favorite piece was the rook. That was my favorite because the rook was very manly. Very manly, I thought, like me. Although my wife may disagree. But it was manly. It has a, it has a rugged castle wall top. That's why I liked it. And then you have the knight. The knight to me in chess is a little prissy. A little prissy, kind of like ballet. Because you move with the knight one, two, over. One, two, over. It's ballet. Prissy. Don't like the knight. And then you got the queen, who is the queen bee, because she can move in any direction, anytime, anywhere she wants. So... Everybody likes the queen. That's probably the best piece in chess. And then you got the king. And and by the way, the king, the king was very important in the Old Testament. Uh, many times kings who believed and even non-believing kings were used for God's bidding. Did you know that? For instance, like Cyrus, good old Cyrus, king of Prussia. No, not Prussia, king of uh, Persia. Yeah. Uh, I believe Cyrus, he believed in uh, many pagan gods. The book says of him, I say of Cyrus, my shepherd, who fulfills my every wish, he shall say of Jerusalem, let her be rebuilt, and of her temple, let its foundation be laid. So God used Cyrus, even though he worshipped pagan gods, he was used for God's purposes. He also used the king of Babylon also. So kings were very instrumental back then, and leaders still are today. But the king on the chessboard, not very instrumental. King's kind of useless on a chess, playing chess. He moves one space at a time. What's so great about that? You got pawns that can move two on your initial move, right? And in pawns, they're like lowly serfs you gladly sacrifice to get off the board. Nobody cares about the pawns. So the king, eh, not much better. What countries, by the way, still have kings? Hmm, I think uh, Japan, Norway, Sweden. Sweden. You, you would think Sweden... Uh, they have uh, way too many tall, beautiful blondes with alluring accents to be bothered with a king. Why would they have a king? But I guess they do. I'm pretty sure they do. You know, thousands of years ago, the empires had kings. For sure they did. What were, what were they back then? Uh, Philistines, Babylonians, Assyrians before that, uh, Persians... All, all those guys, you know, kings, leaders, but kings from the very beginning. It seemed like everybody had a king back then, thousands of years ago, except Israel. 
Well, Israel didn't have a king for the longest time. They were kingless, like being boneless, you know, boneless fish. And then more recently, they got boneless ribs. I, I think a new thing's coming out. There's boneless bones. Oh, yeah. People are buying those up like crazy. Boneless bones. That's the next big hot thing. But they were kingless. What Israel had years ago was this guy named Samuel. Not Samuel Adams, but Samuel the prophet. And he was a leader, a man of integrity, and he was honorable. And what he did, Samuel, back then, thousands of years ago, he appointed his sons as judges to basically overlook Israel and handle problems that would arise and so forth. But there was one big problem. The kids weren't like dad. No. Samuel's kids were more like bums and rats. The book says his sons did not follow his example, but sought illicit gain and accepted bribes and perverted justice, which that kind of like sounds like any politician you meet, right? But generally, when kids take over the family business, many times that doesn't work. Nah, I mean, the kids try to follow in dad's footsteps. And in 14 months, they run the business right into the ground. Nah. I mean, like Saul's kids and, and, and kids of present day. Yeah, sometimes they really don't care as much for the business and what they do and what dad did. They, they don't have the same passage, pass, passion. So when it fails, sometimes it's really not a big surprise. So the Israelites, they didn't like being ruled by Samuel's son. Sons, plural. There was a bunch of them there. I mean, they wanted, at this time, their own bona fide king. Yes, they did. Everybody else had a king, so they wanted one too. It's the same principle if you got a bunch of five-year-olds. You know, if seven out of eight have cookies, the eighth kid is going to want a cookie too, right? So the Israelites wanted a king, just like everybody else. Now Samuel and God, as a matter of fact, they saw no need for a king of Israel. No, they didn't. And both of them, Samuel and God, they felt rejected in some way. But God nevertheless obliged. The book says, grant the request, but at the same time, warn them solemnly and inform them of the rights of the king who will rule them. You know, having a king, it's not all peaches and cream. You know, there is a downside to having a king. So Samuel let everybody know in Israel, this is the situation. This is what's going to happen if you actually get a king. And Samuel told them, I'm telling you right now, you will be complaining about having a king once you have a king. But they didn't listen. They didn't care. The Israelites still demanded a king. Now, just keep that in mind. Because... In the meantime, as all this was going on, there was a name there was a man named Saul, some nobody from Timbuktu. Timbuktu is is that a real place? 
Evidently it is. I guess it's some kind of ancient city in Mali. Now, is Mali a real place? Where's that? What's that? Well, evidently, Mali is in Africa. And then I'm thinking, is Africa? That's strange. Is that a real place? Uh, Where is Africa? But evidently all three of those do exist. There is such a place as Timbuktu. Imagine that. I bet the board guy didn't even know that. Wonder if he has a song for Timbuktu. You never know. So the book says Saul was a handsome young man who stood head and shoulders above the people. Head and shoulders. You know, see, stuck out of a crowd. Evidently, he was tall. Perhaps maybe he was like six foot six or something like that. But maybe he stood head and shoulders above the people because of his intelligence. Or wisdom and personality, his aura, possibly, or all of the above. But he stood head and shoulders, evidently, above the people, according to the book. Sort of like the board guy. Yeah, he's like that. Very similar. You need to see it to believe it. Relic Hunter Firing Line has a new awesome 12-lane indoor gun range, rentals, and the largest selection of firearms for purchase. Also available are training classes for both men and women along with several membership plans to suit your specific needs. Relic Hunter Firing Line is located off Route 145 in North Whitehall. Give them a call at 610-440-1911. Their friendly and helpful service is available to you seven days a week as Relic Hunter Firing Line opens every day at 10 a.m. And if you're looking to purchase firearms, you can actually try before you buy. Shoot the gun first in the 12-lane indoor range and then decide. So that's Relic Hunter Firing Line off Route 145 in North Whitehall. Their phone is 610-440-1911. Or visit them at their website, relichunter.com. Tell them Robert from Don't Bring Up God sent you. What can you get at King Cone? How about everything? We have Nelson's and Livy's ice cream, homemade waffle cones, ice cream cakes, banana splits, milkshakes, and plenty of indoor seating. Come drop by and treat yourself, family, and friends at King Cone. Doors open at 12 noon, seven days a week. That's King Cone at the corner of MacArthur Road and Route 329 in Whitehall. Call at 610-261-1935. Yep, don't bring up God. It's for regular people like you and me, like me and you. Let Robert know how God and the Bible pertains or doesn't pertain to your life. Hey, one way or the other, like blondes or brunettes, shaman or Scott, a coffin or urn. We're here every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 on WAEB, 790 AM. Yeah, and certainly listen to call at 610-720-7900. Hey, Queens Nutritional Products. Uh, you can't forget about those guys. Over on Pennsylvania Avenue, right on the borderline of Allentown and Bethlehem, senior citizens get 10% off. We got specials, of course, and let's start with the vitamins, as we always do. The vitamins, all of these, um, let's see, Mega Food, Natural Factor, Country Life, and Jaro. They're all 25% off. And then you got the organic stuff. Almonds, $7.99 a pound. Peanuts, $4.99. Dried cranberries, $5.99. And goji, 
Goji, my favorite word, seven ninety nine. And then you got the specials. Walnuts, four ninety five a pound. California pears, four ninety nine. Cashews, five ninety nine. Raisins, two fifty. And black mission figs. Don't forget about those figs. Three ninety nine a pound. That's at Queen's Nutritional Products. So we're talking about Saul. Some guy named Saul from Timbuktu. And as I said, he's head and shoulders, so he, he stuck out in a crowd. Uh, let's, let's assume that he was a tall guy. Uh, he wasn't as tall as one of those Bible giants like the Nephilim. Those Nephilim people, the, the giants of the Bible all over the world, I guess. Uh, they, they grew like 10, 20, 30 feet tall. Yes, 30 feet tall. That's three basketball poles connected to each other. Yeah, I measure everything in basketball poles. Actually, everything in basketball poles and football fields because I can relate and visualize to that distance. So, yeah, they were like two or three basketball poles piled on top of each other. You know, when somebody asks me, uh, how far do I live from their house? Oh, I say about 3,472 basketball poles. Yeah, that's the answer I give them. Or maybe 115 football fields. And surprisingly, they say, oh, really? Oh, that's not far. Huh. I wonder what women measure in. Probably shopping malls. But you got to have something to go to, your go-to measuring stick, whatever that may be. So now, Saul, he didn't have much importance and responsibility in his life, evidently. Because his father one day said, hey, Saul, come here. I got a job for you. And this job probably probably wouldn't be given to somebody that was busy with big responsibilities and duties like the board guy. I couldn't tell the board guy to go get me a cup of coffee. He's way too busy. You know, he's he's in go engrossed back there with all kinds of complicated buttons and levers and pulleys. Who knows? Yeah, I was thinking the other day, actually uh one of my emailer guys uh, Steve, I believe, if I got the name right. I'm so bad with names. He said that the only parallel that you can include the board guy with would be the board guy on Star Trek. Remember that? Star Trek. There was a board guy in the... What, what, what room was that called? The transporter room. Yeah, it was Scotty. Scotty, beam me up. Beam me down. Yeah, he had a board similar to the board guy... In the studio today. What do you think about that? That's, pretty, that's cute, isn't it? They were very similar. So those are the only two board guys I know. In the studio. And the one on Star Trek. Yeah, Steve told me that. He brought that to my attention. I said, you know what? You're right. Maybe that should be our theme song. I think that's to the movie. That's not to the to the TV show. Either way, it works. So, Saul, this guy from Timbuktu, his dad told him one time, he gave him a duty. He said, you know what? We just lost our donkeys. Somehow the gate was open, whatever. The donkeys roamed off the farm. They wandered off. We don't know where they are. Well, where are they? Nowhere to be found. 
So guess who was selected to go find them and bring them back to Saul's dad? Yeah, Saul. I mean, at the time, Saul was probably under a shade tree twiddling his thumbs. Not that twiddling your thumbs is not an important job. I mean, somebody's got to do it. His father told Saul, the book says, take one of the servants with you and go out and hunt for the asses. It was The whole thing was sort of like a human and animal game of hide and seek. You know, he had a thing. Now, if I was an ass, where would I hide? So he went out to find the donkeys, or that other word I used. I mean, that's legit, right? Don't want to overuse it. So he went to find the donkeys and bring them back. And, and that's not a pleasant job. No, that That's not any kind of fun. It reminds me when my dog escapes my yard. Ah, oh, it's terrible. I have no idea where he is. I'm wandering from house to house calling his name like a dummy. And then I find the dog uh, like three blocks away. And then I got to pick him up and carry him back to the house. And the, the thing weighs like 50 pounds. It's like a block of cement. You know, I can have a heart attack. I'm, I'm coming up on 60 years of, of age. I can't be doing that nonsense. Hunting for a dog. So anyway, Saul was hunting for donkeys. Yeah, that was his distinguished job given to him by his dad. Now, why am I talking about the Israelites at the beginning of this show wanting a king and this guy Saul searching for donkeys? Now, why would I do that? Well, guess who became king? Yeah, it was Saul, this guy, this nobody. Totally unbeknownst to him, clueless about what was about to happen, never entered Saul's mind, no indication of future events, and more specifically, Saul had no indication of God's plan for his seemingly present insignificant life. Samuel was told by God, the book said, or says, At this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin who you are to anoint as commander of my people Israel. So this guy Saul wanders into Samuel's city city looking for donkeys and then he meets Samuel and shortly becomes king of Israel. What's with that? I mean... Saul, he didn't expect that. He was like giving a he was like giving a huge promotion without even asking for it, without even thinking about it. You know, surprisingly, that happened to me years ago. I used to work a a night shift in the stock room at this foundry, and I was very anonymous. No one even knew I was there. I was very happy, nestled in the stock room, working night shift, and then this guy on day shift who was the head honcho in the stock room, he comes to me and he says, you know what, I'm going to promote you to day shift. Yeah, you're going to run the whole show. You're going to do the ordering, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm thinking, I don't want this. And as it turns out, this guy that was offering me or telling me that I was promoted, he didn't offer me, he was telling me, his main objective was that he wanted to move to the marketing department. And he had to find some schmo to take over his present position. I told him no. 
<laughs> I surprised him. He thought I'd want the thing. No, I don't. So I played this song to him. Me, we, 60 plus from dawn to dusk in the red dirt heat. Busting it up for a couple of bucks. But it ain't no thing. Just another day till I'm on my way to them cool, cool sheets. And you and me working on the night shift, baby. That's what I was doing. I was working on a night shift. I was very happy, and he comes and bothers me with this nonsense. Get out of here. I don't want your promotion. Go give it to the donkeys that we were talking about earlier, whatever. So anyway, I keep saying so anyway lately. That's my new go-to phrase as a, as a time filler. I got to get rid of that. Anyway, anyway. Oh, that doesn't work. So that was the story with me in the foundry it's very similar to Saul. So he, so as I said, Saul was told by Samuel, you're going to be the king. And that thing in the stock room and that promotion, whatever it was, that, that wasn't right for me. That's not what I was supposed to do. I'd rather wait until something is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, and sometimes we just wander around aimlessly wondering what's going on, what is my purpose, why am I even here generally in life. But you just got to be patient. Your time will come sooner or later. Yeah, things develop without you even knowing it. Like the instance of, of Saul, like Saul. So Samuel asked Saul... At first, he asked Saul for dinner, for this special dinner right next to Samuel. And that, that was pretty high-class stuff, dinner with essentially the, the acting king, Samuel of Israel. So he was, Saul was asked, and, and then Samuel told Saul, don't worry about those donkeys you were looking for. They're already found, and they were returned to your dad. So don't worry about that. The donkey thing basically... That was just a ruse anyway to get Saul into the city to meet Samuel, right? I mean, the whole thing is such an amazing example of how God controls circumstances and people that come and go in your life. And we must trust God that God's will for our life will eventually happen, will eventually get done. Maybe not today, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. But in the future, it will happen when God says the time is right for you. Whether it's small, medium, or large events that happen in your life. Uh, life Life-changing events. They don't come around too often. But changes, positive changes, things that you hope for, they'll come your way. Just relax. Like, Like a butterfly. What's that saying? You're trying to catch a butterfly like a maniac and it's always eluding you. But if you stand still and just wait, the butterfly will come to you and land on you. It'll it'll land right on your nose. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Even with Moses, Moses and the people were told to stand still. I will fight for you. There's a time and a place 
to stand still and just wait. You think we got to have action all the time. I got to be doing something. I got to accomplish something. Well, a lot of times you do. Sometimes you don't. And that's just the way it is. Hey, Relic Hunter Firing Lines got a big deal going on. Uh, What are you going to get your mom for Mother's Day coming up? That's next week already. You know, what are you going to buy your mom who already has everything? Why not buy a new and unique gift that will surely surprise her? And that would be at Relic Hunter Firing Line, their Mother's Day special, which is next weekend, May 10th, 11th, and 12th. And this is an all-inclusive package for two, for you and your mom. Here's what you get. You get a one-hour range time, a gun rental, and one gun rental and ammunition, 10-minute lesson, eye and ear protection, two targets, and two $25 coupons toward any gun you may want to purchase in the future. All this for just $49.95, and that's for you and your mom. And if you want to just if you just want to buy it for your mom only, then that would be thirty nine ninety five. And it's just a great Mother's Day special gift. Either way, whether you do it for two or for one, and that's at Relic Hunter Firing Line. Their phone number is 610-440-1911. What can you get at King Cone? How about everything? We have Nelson's and Livy's ice cream. Homemade waffle cones, ice cream cakes, banana splits, milkshakes, and plenty of indoor seating. Come drop by and treat yourself, family, and friends at King Cone. Doors open at 12 noon, seven days a week. That's King Cone at the corner of MacArthur Road and Route 329 in Whitehall. Call at 610-261-1935. Queen's Nutritional Products is all about one thing, clean, healthy, natural living. Take advantage of Queen's full assortment of organic, vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free products. Everything from vitamins, herbs, grains, and raw honey to skin, hair, and beauty enhancers designed to slow down the aging process. Queen's also has pet products without all the harmful artificial ingredients and chemicals. Queen's Nutritional Products is located at 1450 Pennsylvania Avenue, right on the border of Allentown and Bethlehem. Visit their website at queensnutrition.net. Their phone is 610-691-6644. And for you sports nutritionists, there's no better place than Queens. With 40 years of experience, they will absolutely fuel your fire. Queens, a family business, is also a wholesale business specializing in dried fruits and nuts, roasted fresh right on the premises. So that's Queens Nutritional Products, open seven days a week. Yeehaw, it's party time with Don't Bring Up God, Sundays 8 to 9 on WAEB. And we need you to show up by calling uh, 610-720-7900. Whether you're eating breakfast or still in bed, getting ready for church or to clean out the garage. uh, Yo, whether you're taking out the dog or just scratching your butt, it don't matter. Tell us what is rolling around inside that big head of yours. Ah, big only because you have so many brains inside. Yeah, that's it. So call us live at 610-720. 720-7900. Hey, we got a call. Who's this? Barry, how's it going, Robert? What's up, Barry? Hey, you were uh, talking earlier that uh, Israel didn't have any kings. They had King David and King Solomon. 
Well, I'm talking about many, many years ago before that, because Saul was the first king, and then it was followed up by David and then oh. uh, Solomon, yeah. So, okay, you corrected me there. Like that. Uh, so, yeah, but the, uh, you were talking about responsibility, and that sometimes the responsibility is bestowed upon us. We put the man upstairs, allows it to happen, you know, according to his will. And that goes for good stuff, quote-unquote, or bad stuff, quote-unquote. Yeah. You know, we don't know sometimes. We can't distinguish sometimes. We can't anticipate it. Right. And yeah. we don't see it coming, like I'm talking about with Saul. There's things that are going on that you got no clue about. But we think we know everything. We think we know everything about our lives and everybody else. Hey, expect the unexpected. The only constant is change. Yes, you know, yes. Double to the plate, you know. Expect the unexpected. Exactly. And then people talk about having dreams and hopes, and, and people will tell them, oh, you're, you're just wishing for the impossible. It's never going to happen. But you know what? Things have to be impossible for them to rate as miracles or awe-inspiring marvels, as the book says God does in our lives. So just hey, because something may seem impossible, sometimes it's not. Hey, you got to believe in foolish miracles, man. Yeah, you know, you got to have. That's what that's what they talk about. That's that's what faith is. You know, just believe like you, you can't believe in what you can't see. You know, just like you believe that the Eagles are going to go back to the Super Bowl hey, uh, next know. next year, I, I, even I though that sounds so ridiculous. Hey, you don't know. You know, that's I, true. I got faith. I, I got that much. I got faith in them. Would you pay that quarterback all that money when he's got issues with his body, especially his back? I don't know about that, about the negotiating. You know, that, that's hard. What, they, they, they re-sign him to a contract? Well, they're know. talking about Yeah, his contract's coming up, Wentz. And oh. you're, you're talking huge, gigantic money, but man. Well, put his... it this way. I, 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 I uh, subjected him to some serious uh, uh, medical tests and uh, MRIs and x-rays and see how healthy he is before I'd sign him with all that money. I, I, I'd make sure he's... I'd have I'd have a clause in there that he have to stay healthy, some type of clause in the contract. Yeah, that's you know? a good idea, but I don't I don't know if the unions go for that. that you know? Yeah, if I had money, I would pay you that kind of money, Barry, without even no, thinking would. about it. Yeah, right. You wouldn't even have to take a physical. I would just give you it. Yeah, I hear you for your loyalty. Oh, okay. <laughs> All righty, be safe, man. All right, thanks, Barry. I'm generous. How does he know I'm not going to give him money? I'd give the board guy money. Yeah, right. oh, well, mm. uh, I'd have to rethink that one. So, I was just about to say, anyway, anyway, I stopped myself. Good for me. I'm talking about Saul and Samuel. Saul was the first king. And Samuel was going to lay this on him that, you know what, you are going to be the first king of Israel. But before he did that, he took him out to dinner. He got this really nice dinner uh, together, a very, very distinguished event. And Saul being pretty much, as I said earlier, uh, insignificant, nobody from Timbuktu, he said, do you really want me? Do you really want me? There must be some mistake. Why are you bothering with me? Do you really want me? And that sounds like a song. Do you really want me? I'm thinking Boy George in the 80s. Didn't he have a song, Do You Really Want... No, that's... Wait a minute. It wasn't like me. It was Hurt. That's it. Boy George in the 80s. Do you really want to hurt me? Do you really want to make me cry? Were you impressed with that voice, Ward guy? You didn't know I could go way high like that. A high octave. I proved that I, I can't. But yeah, Boy George. He had a beautiful song like that. 
sort of like, do you really want me? And evidently, Boy George was dating his drummer at the time, who dumped him. He had a very tender voice. I got to give him that. And his makeup was outstanding. I'm just saying. I'm just pointing out a fact. I'm not saying if it's right or wrong. But the girls in the 80s, they copied George. That's it. That's the song, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? Yeah. Look how smooth his voice is. And the girls, even my wife, who I didn't know at the time, they took makeup tips from him. Little eyeshadow, rouge. That's it. about Boy George, he had talent. He had a very smooth disposition. He had a very unique voice, very unique dance. And he was a good performer. You got to give him that. I'm not judging the guy. I'm not judging anybody. That's not our place. I mean, if it's... uh, I'll stop it there. So Saul, he was questioning Samuel, who invited him to this great big dinner, this big feast. The book says, Am I not a Benjaminite, Saul was saying, of one of the smallest tribes of Israel? And is not my clan the least among the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? Why say such things to me? He didn't know why Samuel was so nice to him. But Samuel said, No, no, no. I got the right guy. You're the man. I want you to come to dinner. And then later he did tell Saul that God has instructed me to make you king. He told him that. And Saul, I'm sure, was in disbelief. Again, you got to be kidding me. Uh, you got to have the wrong guy. He then went on to predict, uh, Samuel did, he went on to predict events in Saul's life the next couple days that would confirm and finalize the fact that, yes, you are to be the first king of Israel. I guess the last prediction or last signed, last sign involved uh, several prophets. I guess there were several prophets strolling through the park. I'm not sure where they were. But the book says, The Spirit of God will rush upon you. God talking to, to uh, Saul. No, wait a minute. Let me think that through. Samuel told Saul this, The Spirit of God will rush upon you, and you will join them in their prophetic state and will be changed into another man. God will give you another heart. So Saul was being prepared for what was to come. You know, he was going to be changed into another man. Our wives tell us that, don't they? that you have changed into another man, but they don't really say it in such a positive way. They say it in the form of, you're not the man I married. No, no, you're not. Not the man you used to be. And I'm thinking, no kidding. I'm 25 years older. How can I be? I mean, you got to lower your expectations, young lady. I mean, you got to keep in mind, you're not the same man you used to be either. 
or woman. Yeah, neither are you. Uh, the wives forget about that sometimes. What's with that? Yeah, I'm just a dude trying to get by in life here. And you're putting these heavy expectations on me? Yeah, I was the man years ago, maybe, when you married me. So I'm not now. Big deal. Live with it. Deal with it. Lord God, does this make sense a little bit with the wives? A little bit. They got to relax. I mean, we love our wives, but come on. So, so <laughs> you guys, you guys are looking at your wife listening now. Oh, I don't think that, dear. No, no, no. Uh, Robert is, is way out of line. How could he even say such a thing? <laughs> come on, be brave. A little bit worried that your wife's going to your, bite your head off if you side with Robert. <laughs> I'm just stating the facts. We all know the truth. We're all family here. Well, just relax. Another 80s song by, let's see if I remember. Frankie Goes to Hollywood? That's the name of the band? Is it Duran Duran? Oh, I was wrong. I'll trust the board guy. Relax! So let's all relax, husbands and wives. We're on the same team, just like when we tell our kids the way we battle with them sometimes. You got to remind them, you know what? I'm on your side. We're on the same team. We don't have to battle like this. Don't look at me with the with that look of yours that like I'm the enemy. You know, you get that from the kids, sometimes from the wife, sometimes from the dog. <laughs> so Saul, let's get back to Saul, who's going to become king, and he didn't see this coming. It, he was picked and anointed by God that he was going to be king, and it was all set up by God. He did all the legwork. God just kind of, or Saul just kind of said, really? You're giving me this king position? All right. He eventually uh, ended up taking it on and doing a relatively good job, except towards the end a little bit. But regardless, the whole thing was a beautiful thing. Hey, let me remind you one more time about Relic Hunter Firing Line. They're, they're special for Mother's Day. Yeah, what are you going to get your mom for Mother's Day? You, 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 want, to, you want to buy her something special and, and unique, something she never got before. Well, why not, why not buy her a new and unique gift that will surely surprise her from Relic Hunter Firing Line? They have a, a Mother's Day special going on. It's a beautiful thing, which is next week. And this special is for May 10th, 11th, and 12th. And this is an all-inclusive package for two for you and your mom. And here's what you get again at Relic Hunter Firing Line. You get a one-hour range time, one gun rental and ammunition, 10-minute lesson, eye and ear protection, two targets, and two $25 coupons toward any gun you may want to purchase. All this for just $49.95. And that's for you and your mom for two. Now, 
if you just want to buy it for your mom and she can go solo and come, that's fine too. Buy it for your mom only and that would be $39.95. Either way, at Relic Hunter Firing Line, this Mother's Day special is a beautiful setup. Beautiful situation. You got to tap into. That's Relic Hunter Firing Line Mother's Day special. May 10th, 11th, and 12th. Their phone number is 610-440-1911. Queen's Nutritional Products is all about one thing. Clean, healthy, natural living. Take advantage of Queen's full assortment of organic, vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free products. Everything from vitamins, herbs, grains, and raw honey to skin, hair, and beauty enhancers designed to slow down the aging process. Queen's also has pet products without all the harmful artificial ingredients and chemicals. Queen's Nutritional Products is located at 1450 Pennsylvania Avenue, right on the border of Allentown and Bethlehem. Visit their website at queensnutrition.net. Their phone is 610-691-6644. And for you sports nutritionists, there's no better place than Queens. With 40 years of experience, they will absolutely fuel your fire. Queens, a family business, is also a wholesale business specializing in dried fruits and nuts, roasted fresh right on the premises. So that's Queens Nutritional Products, open seven days a week. People are so concerned about politics today. Instead of being on left or right, like your very life depends on it, how about being up or down? Heaven or hell? Yeah, your life does depend on that, comrades. Don't bring up God keeps it all in perspective. No donkey or elephant party here, just God and the Bible. Don't bring up God is here uh, Sunday mornings on WAEB 790 AM from eh, 8 to 9, give or take. Give Robert a call at uh, 610-720-7900. And by the way, is donkey Democrat or Republican? Eh, who knows? Who cares? That number again to call is uh, 610-720-7900. Yes, you better believe it. We are Don't Bring Up God. My name is Robert. As Voice Guy said, we are here every Sunday morning from 8 to 9. And Don't Bring Up God, we have a podcast, Don't Bring Up God, and that's on iTunes if you want to check that out. Or you can go to the website, don'tbringupgod.com. There's there's a couple goodies there. Some things to check out if you, if you like. Now Saul, back to Saul, who's going to become the first king of Israel. He basically got a crash course in preparing to become king of Israel. In a very short period of time also, God took a relatively insignificant guy, a possibly useless guy, and made him useful in God's scheme of things, just as he does today with us. Yeah, he can change our lives in a, in a second, on a dime, as they say, from good to bad or bad to worse. You never know, but hopefully we pray for good things and blessings to come our way. You never give up hope. Hope, man. Hope is everything. You wake up with, without hope. You get depressed, despondent, discouraged, all those D words. You guys know what I'm talking about. Just be honest. It happens to everybody. So what do you do about that? You got you to gotta revive hope. And the best way to do that is read the book. You get into the Bible. It's so encouraging. So 
even though it may look bleak like today with the weather kind of dark, rainy, overcast, sun will come out again. Sun will come out again. Don't ever give up hope. I don't care if you're if you're seven years old, a teenager in your twenties, thirties, forties, nineties, hundreds. You gotta have hope for something. I don't care, small, medium, or large. Keep the hope alive. Yeah, you gotta do that. Oh, we got a call. Who's this? Hello? Hello, NJ. NJ, what's up? Um, got a verse for you that may fall right into this. As you said, you know, God has a plan for all of us, a purpose, and you're just saying about hope. And uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, I think, speaks to this, where it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And, but here's the key. Then you will call upon me. And come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found, declares That's the Lord. a really good quote. I came upon that probably two years ago, a year ago or so. I thought that was perfect, giving you hope for the future. God being on your side again. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you call it, Robert? The idea is that we're all hard- hardwired a certain way. God has uh, gifted us with certain gifts, abilities, and it's up to us to find out. And one of the ways is through prayer, to ask God, to ask God, what is it, God? What is it that you want me to do? And uh, he'll answer you. In the book, it talks about calling on God, and also the other way, God calling on us. Call on God, like you said. Go to the book, pray, read what he's got in store for you. Call on God. Open your mouth and your heart and your mind and soul. And he'll answer. He'll work with you, man. That is the key. And he, listen, what parent doesn't enjoy their kids coming to him and asking them certain things? And God is no different. He loves us. That's the key. He loves us so much. He loves to hear from us. And he wants to bless us. He wants to bless us. That's the thing. And what better way than when you come to God and say to him, Father, you know, I know you made me for a purpose, for a reason. You gifted me for whatever it is that you want me to do. Help me. Help me to see, hear, and understand. Give me a discerning heart. And guess what? He'll answer your prayer. And, and you do that as everything seems so dark. That's why you oh, live by faith. Not, that's why you live by faith, not by sight. You look around you, you see no hope. But Amen. God is telling you there is hope. So who are you going to believe? Amen. And there's individuals that God will put in our path to help us along the way. And who's the key? The key for children and parents are the parents. For what it say in Proverbs, train up a child in the way they should go, and they shall not depart from it when they grow old. So we as parents are supposed to guide and channel, because we can see how each one of our kids are gifted and channel them in the direction they should go. And our Heavenly Father is no different. That's the whole I agree, idea. 100%. Yeah. Thank you, NJ. God bless. Shalom. Shalom. That means peace, just like Jesus is Yeshua. I like using the Hebrew words. Why not? little variety there. That means the same thing. I can go for that. Now, the elders of Israel at this time, thousands of years ago, as I said, they were all ready to officially make Saul King Saul. You know, they had some kind of ceremony 
prepared, I'm sure. But there was one problem. They couldn't find Saul. Where is Saul? He's not. He's nowhere to be found, like a bridegroom running out on the bride. You know, getting cold feet, running for the hills. You know, and a bridegroom. You realize late in the game, closer to your wedding, you realize you, you look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I can't marry her. She's a nut. You realize that. You come to your senses late in the game, maybe months or weeks before the wedding. What do you do? You cancel. And the problem with that, of course, is you're having sex all the time. You don't really know who the other person is and what they're like. If you stop having the sex like like it's in God's design, you'll see the person. And then you can determine whether you want to spend the rest of your life with this person or not. That's funny. I can't marry her or him. He's a nut. I'd like to see stats on when people cancel weddings. How late do they go? As I said, months, weeks, even the week of or days. Hey, you might as well do it even though you feel uncomfortable doing it. You got to do it. It's saving you a lot of pain and aggravation down the line, right? Something like that. The book says the Israel Israelites basically, yes, not basically, exactly, But they looked for Saul in vain, the Israelites did. Later they realized he is hiding among the baggage. Hiding. Saul was hiding as he was about to become king of Israel, the first king. He was scared, feeling inadequate, running away like those donkeys he was looking for early on, as I was explaining. But why? Hey, if God chooses you to do something, I got news for you. You're more than capable. Don't doubt God. I mean, you can doubt yourself, but don't doubt God and, and God's plan. So Saul was basically coronated then. Not Again, not basically. He was. Why am I throwing basically in there? Basically. Saul was coronated king, and he was tested early. Uh, evidently, Israel was threatened by an invading army of some kind. And the Israelites came to the conclusion and agreed upon as they said, you know what? We're going to surrender if nobody rescues us. And Saul, newly king, he's thinking, yo, that's not how we operate. That's not how I roll. We're going to stay and fight. We're going to defend ourselves against the invaders. So what Saul did, he evidently cut up and butchered oxen. And then he said, if anyone does not come out to follow Saul... The same as this will be done to his oxen. And probably the people receiving this message thought, well, yeah, he'll do it to my oxen and then he'll do it to me next. So they were, they were kind of scared, no doubt. So what happened was, after Saul gave out this message of, hey, we're going to fight, we're going to defend ourselves, 370,000 People came out to fight, and they did win the battle and and defended Israel. 370,000 came out. Probably no bishops, though, in long dresses like I was talking about earlier with the chess, playing chess. Bishops, they can't fight. They're wearing a long dress. So anyway, Saul did pretty well. He did pretty well, except later on, towards the end, when he, David came on the scene, and David was very jealous and then he was obsessed with killing David. Uh, that's another story, and that was a bad direction to take. We got a call. Who's this? 
Hey, morning, it's Joe. Joe, man, you're cutting it close. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, if you think about it, I mean, uh, Saul was chosen as a judgment against Israel because they wanted a king. Uh, and and Saul, you know, was taken off the scene because of his rebellion against God. First Samuel, like, 15, he didn't, he didn't follow orders completely and wipe out all the Amalekites. Oh, and, that's right, yeah. And then he yeah, did go so, after David in the meantime, too, right? Yeah, uh, because of jealousy and envy of uh, David. And but all he that. did some he good did, things. He did some good yeah, things. He did. He did. Uh, and even David, look at David, a man after God's own heart, as he's called in the Bible. But he sinned with Bathsheba, you know, certain things. Uh, he didn't do perfect. I think this is the the moral to the story is, any human king will fall short of the sinless perfection of God, and that's why Jesus is called the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, because as we talked about last week in the Millennial Reign of Christ, when when Jesus is king on this earth for a thousand years, he's the perfect king. And, you know, all those promises NJ talked about, we're talking about all these promises, it only starts with salvation Repentance and faith in God, prayer directly to Him. Now, all the principles of the Bible were sinners, right? I was surprised to find that out. I thought they were all, you know, superhuman, non-sinning, close-to-God people, but a lot of them were regular dudes who sinned like us. Yeah, exactly, and uh, that's the point. I mean, Romans 3 says it, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's why we need a sinless Savior, and it's only Jesus. Yeah, I'll I'll buy that. So thanks for calling, Caboose. Thanks for uh, last week also. Yep, thanks for inviting us on. Yep, you and NJ, that was a good show. We we packed in a lot in a short amount of time. All roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you, and we will see you again. and around the world. WAEB Allentown. Available anywhere you want to listen on our free iHeartRadio app. Download it now. News Radio 790.